In our series, A String of Pearls, Dutch Buzz contributors speak to people who have made an exceptional contribution to our local community. People whose passion for what they do have had an added value for the city of The Hague. Dinsjesdag, or Budget Day in the Netherlands, has many rituals. One of them is that many of the female members of parliament wear hats on the occasion of the annual King's Speech. It is a ritual that keeps the hatmakers in The Hague very busy. One of the highly skilled milliners in our city is Barry Riches, who's also a favorite of Queen Maxima when it comes to eye-catching yet elegant hatwear. Lilian Strobach spoke to her at her colorful store in Noordeinde in anticipation of Prinsjesdag. When I was a young uh, girl or student, I went to The Hague did do uh, school for tailoring and fashion and then I was so fascinated about the fact that when you put a hat on your head or the other way around that immediately people get something like a transformation and then I decided to be uh, to become a milliner and then uh, I saved money every year and I went to the London College of Fashion in London to decide to specialize do specialism in millinery hat making and at those days so almost 30 years ago it was not common in Holland to uh, well of course there were hats but there were not a lot of hat makers or hat designers and I think that uh, then the England was the best country in the world to learn how to do it and then of course after it well I share Nowadays, I have trainees and a Dutch Hat Academy, and now I share my knowledge here in Holland. I saw as I walked into your shop that you you have an apprentice here. So it's I do have trainees, uh, also for more than 30 years, because um, I think it's uh, nice to share knowledge, to have trainees around you. They keep you most of the time fresh and young. Um, and I found it very important because after me, there also have to be new people and perhaps not um, for a full-time profession but it can also complete your outfit or perhaps by reenactment what he is doing it fulfill your uh, outfit so um, no outfit without a good hat or perhaps like an accessory or fashion statement or for summer or winter so trainees are important uh, and it is also nowadays uh, on the national inventory, uh, immaterial, now yeah, cultural heritage, uh-huh. because I found it important that it is also a little bit a protected profession, because otherwise everybody could say after one course, because I do a lot of teaching, oh, I'm a milliner, but that is not what it is, because you have to know the skills, the fabrics, the techniques, uh, looking to the faces, to the right person, uh, give advice and everything. So that comes all together in this traineeship. So last year we won the context for, well, yeah, Holland, you say Holland, the Netherlands, uh, for the best traineeship in Holland for uh, specialism, so special craftsmanship. Congratulations. Thank you. you. Now, uh, these artisan skills, uh, I see a lot of wooden implements lying around your store. 
uh, it's it's a boutique, but it's also your studio in yeah. a way. Yeah. Have these changed much over the ages? Is it a, a really an old craft, uh, or has modern techniques come into it already? Um, I think with uh, millinery, of course, it's also now not old fashioned, but the techniques or like the wooden shapes, of course, that that exists for centuries. Uh, but there is a difference between handmade hats and factory hats. And of course, it's like also with clothes, you have wonderful um, clothes from factory. And it is also with hats. But handmade, the difference is that you uh, block the crown and the brim separate. So if you see a hat here in this boutique, you think, oh, it's one color. So it is only one piece. But... Um, the crown and the brim are always uh, separated, blocked, but also separated suit. Uh, and therefore, I think uh, the hat will be, or the hat uh, has a perfect hat fitting. Because otherwise, people say, "Oh, my hair," but that is not true. If you write with, if you work with the right materials or natural fibers, your hair won't be a mess, even not with girls or ladies. Yeah, that comes all together. So it's it's not really old-fashioned, but of course, yeah, good scissors, a good scissor, and shapes. Of course, it's like fashion, but you can also design your own hats. So also your own wooden shapes, and uh, it is true that here uh, at North Einde, I have the shop, the boutique, and uh, of course, it's not that uh, it is like a bakery that people are here the whole day. Uh, oh, oh, I want a hat. So we also produce here and do the hand stitching but I have a very big atelier in Gouda uh-huh, and there right. is where also all the shapes are yes. and the, the special machines but everything is by hand but sometimes you need a machine for uh, special trimmings uh, because well yeah this is what it is and it is a very small boutique but I think therefore an international character because it looks a little bit like um, a boutique from Paris or a boutique in London your materials do you use any natural materials and where do you source them um for the hats are only uh most of the times i only use natural materials so for the winter that is um a felt like a vloer felt peach bloom melusine that is with the long hair um and for the summer straws real straw like the parasitol or the straw braids uh, we do that also ourselves, and you can buy them internationally. Of course, there are also two wholesale companies in Holland, but because I was trained in England, well, uh, therefore, I know they are the best addresses for me. And also Germany has a lot of good addresses. And this is perhaps also a matter of taste, because uh, when you are a buyer, because of course I'm also a buyer for materials, Mm, it's uh, putting the collection together you think oh there they have the best feathers or there they have the best this or that and then that is my supply and then three times a year we do a new collection and of course we have the special rain hats for Holland Uh, and that is with typical um, from Edinburgh from Scotland the materials because there's also a lot of raining so yeah yeah, <laughs> I think the Scots have more rain than yeah. we do even. Yeah. Uh, how much etiquette is there actually involved with hat wearing? Mm, well, it's not really said that you have to take off your hat. That is always for men in the old days. Ladies can always put their hat on, even in a restaurant. Uh, 
most of the time till six o'clock in the evening you can wear a hat inside also with um, weddings anniversaries and and so on and after six most of the times you take it off uh, of course when you so so it depends um, where you use the hat for if you go to the beach you need another hat then uh, perhaps when you're going to a wedding or an anniversary um, you never can be uh, more beautiful than the bride bright bright you never can be more beautiful than the bride so that are all um, choices or things where uh, what um, that I think about when I choose the right hat for the right person. So first I ask, is it for every day to walk your dog or for the cold or in the winter? Or do you like it as a fashion thing? Or do you go to an anniversary or wedding? Or perhaps you are even yourself the bride and then you have the perfect hat. So um, etiquettes, of course, I think you have to know them. I've also on the website you can find them etiquettes wearing hats. Uh, it's always nice to know the etiquettes in general, but it depends, of course, where you are going to to the beach. Well, you don't have to think about the etiquettes. Now we have Prinsjesdag, or what as the English would yeah. call it, Budget Day coming up. Politicians and hats and openings of Parliament, etc. Those things go together. They combine, don't they? Yeah very good combination and I'm always happy with it well most of the times I'm happy with it because um, there is also something funny about hats I think of course I know the traditions and the etiquettes and I was trained in England and I like escorts and the horse races and now yeah everything um, in Holland in general in the old days were a lot of uh, religious people who were wearing hats and of course you can also think uh, about hats in like costumes or in um, theater and sometimes but that is my opinion sometimes Dutch ladies in politics thinks a little bit that it is the carnival or uh, the theater where they are going to they like to make statements right yes and that is not what I have in mind with the hats because I always want the best for the person the best personality it has to be a little bit how would you say it in english subtle yeah raffinement uh joie de vivre but not too much because you are visiting the queen and king and it is not a fashion parade um is this like what you would say to a politician who walked into your shop or do you go along with her wishes of course uh I want to respond on the wishes, but they also come to me because they want to have an honest and professional uh, opinion. Because, yeah, that is where I stand for. So I always also ask them, I never ask names, of course I have to write them down, but I've never asked names and I say, oh, where are you going to? And like Prinsjesdag, of course, when I have more uh, ladies, because there are more ladies than men, uh, are coming, of course I have to think about it, that I don't make two times the same, mm -hmm. because that would be terrible. <laughs> that <laughs> I is, can imagine yeah, that. that I can imagine that. So, yeah. In in the run-up to Prinsjesdag, mm -hmm. there's this wonderful hat walk, as opposed to a catwalk. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
on the Lange Vorhand, yeah, yes. Vorhand. I have attended them in the past. Uh, wonderful just to see that elegance uh, right in our city center. Are you planning one this year? Um, sorry, I'm never going. Oh, I thought that would be your thing. <laughs> you must have your reasons. Yeah, that and most of the times it's too busy at that time of the year. Because it's always, I think, the weekend before Prinsjesdag or perhaps two weeks in advance. And then, I, of course, I have a quick look. Uh, because I always um, encourage uh, that people are happy with hats and making them and young students and everything. Uh, but it is not typical me. Mm. Well, I'm more, I think, in that way, the silence person. Having uh, had a look at your website before I arrived, our Queen Maxima portrayed there in a beautiful hat for Ascot. Is that one of your creations? Uh, that was, of course, very honorful. And uh, we both didn't know that it was so overwhelming because she was the best dressed lady also of that year. Um, Queen Elizabeth was still there. They were driving in a carriage. Um, yeah with all these feathers and um, of course uh, we get we got a lot of publicity um, but um, I have made more of her, for her of course um, and sometimes you will see them in public and sometimes not is she somebody just strolling into your boutique here yeah, or are things done online how, how does it go no yeah um, let me say this Of course, it's uh, like, uh, well, I, I like to try to uh, make uh, the most beautiful hats for every person. And of course, uh, the queen is perhaps really the top hat. But um, it works a little bit the same. When um, I have a collection here, people try them and they say, well, perhaps this shape or this shape or that color. And then I make it. Uh, so that is almost also working with the queen um i never uh, say too much about it because it's not only the queen but some people prefer uh, privacy and i can understand that because it's the same as going to a doctor perhaps or a dentist and then also you don't say oh she has three uh, golden teeth or something like that <laughs> Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Now, what is the weirdest hat you've ever had to make? Is there one that springs to mind? Now, I really think this one for Queen Maxima with the Ascot in 2019. Because when you have a really good look at it, at the hat, you see it's more like a fascinator. And all the flowers are made from feathers. So, yeah, I think that is exotic. And, of course, the very big one who is a display here in the boutique... Uh, from the small strawberries stitch themselves like the big chapeau but you see it more common also on the social media and everything but that one for our queen then we've never seen it again because there was only one of it and that was at Escott where she upstaged the queen on yeah. that day uh, yeah yeah Yeah, yes. You did say don't upstage the bride. No, no, but we didn't know this, of course. We didn't know <laughs> this. And very, and, and well, the dress was very elegant and not too much. So, uh, of course, I think, well, she always thinks about uh, it very carefully with her team, I think, what to wear, what not to wear. But this, um, yeah, it had everything. And she does have a special flair. Yeah. Of course, of course. Is she a good model for you um, in terms of wearing hats? 
to, to, to the public at large, does Maxima encourage people to wear more hats? Just by her example. No, I think so. I think that she can encourage it. But also, of course, she is not only Dutch. She is Latin Dutch. And that is the same as the expat community here in The Hague. People bring uh, more or less the good things from their own country with them. So if you like nice umbrellas or nice art or whatever, you have a certain flair. So, um, of course, she is a good model for me because she makes the nice, the right or nice, what is right, but nice combinations. And it is the same as a nice picture. You like to see a nice picture or a nice bouquet of flowers or drink a nice cup of tea. It is more, well, you know. More flamboyant in a yeah, way, isn't it? So, so you're actually saying that the, our international synthetic bring a lot of... Uh, their culture and, and, and lifestyle along with them yeah. and that, that's reflected in what they wear. Yeah. I think uh, that is really true. That is also the reason, well, of course, I studied uh, when I was young in The Hague, but I always was attracted to The Hague and not to Amsterdam or Utrecht or Rotterdam. Of course, I liked those cities, but I mean for doing business because I immediately saw then that we have here ambassadors, we have here the crown, but we had also, well, perhaps nowadays, a little uh, less uh, shops, but small shops like, uh, oh yeah, you can't name it, like uh, good um, fabrics or um, uh, dye or chocolates or whatever. So more international style, I think. And there are also a lot of tourists who likes to visit the Hague. Um, And perhaps um, I also like to go to like liberties or whatever. And if you say it here, then they say, oh, she's, uh, she was there. But sometimes it's nice to speak about nice things and that you can say, oh, have you seen that and that? I think that is a little bit what I mean. You're situated here in the heart of Noordeinde. What makes this shopping street so very special? Uh, well, I think North Einde, uh I always wanted to do that 30 years ago. I already knew it. I started then. There was a hat shop in the Passage. And there I was a trainee. Uh, and then I went uh, in a family business, not with hats, but we combined it with hats and a restaurant. It was very uh, wonderful. But then 12 years ago, I thought, well, now I have to uh, do it on my own and go to The Hague. Uh, first, I was on the other side in the city, but um, I found it always interesting that North Einde or um, the Denneweg, uh, well, there are also galleries, uh, small shops. It's a little bit like, uh, well, small shops in Paris or in London or wherever. Uh, it's always nice to see uh, refreshments or new small boutiques. Uh, a combination of different shops and I think that that is interesting so not the big high streets because I would get lost in it If there was anything you could change in The Hague, what would it be? Some advice for our city fathers Oh, this is a good question uh, It's a tricky one Yeah, it's a tricky one because um, you know, I don't live in The Hague I live nearby The Hague so I have both I think because here I have my boutique, a shop, and I'm very happy with it. And where I live is also the countryside. So, um, yeah, so what would be good for a day? Now, yeah, I think they're always busy with 
new plans and new things. And I, I think that is always good to go forward. That is the thing. And that, that it will be clean always. Because uh, that is also um, a state of mind. Clean streets is a fresh mind, I always say. Plans for the future? Do you have a special project that you still want to complete? Um, well, indeed, uh, when there was COVID time, of course, everybody has to close their shops. And in the beginning, you think, mm, like everybody, okay, a lot of time. But then um, I changed my mind. And um, I started Dutch Hat Academy. And it was the best thing I ever have done. Because then I could put all my knowledge, what I have of all these years, put it in, now yeah, between lines in a school. It is registered, so it's my name, my Dutch Hat Academy. It's registered for 10 years by uh, Benelux Octroi uh, Bureau. And uh, so people, when people are really interested, they can do a three-year course. Of course, they start with a one year and get something like a certificate or diploma. And uh, I even write my own lessons. And I never knew that um, I was so happy with it. I started this year with a new group. And the funny thing is that um, at our five, uh, that was the minimum, five ladies. Uh, the funny thing is that they all are actually um, not 100% Dutch. So they live here or they were experts or they re-emigrated to Holland. And that I found interesting because it's a certain flair. So I have a person who emigrated from Italy, uh, one from Portugal. So, um, and why, yeah, I like this project so much because um, you can share your skills and people who really are interested in, it's very nice to uh, teach people and give them another view on the world or um, their expressions or perhaps the creativity. We have mood boards, we have mood books, uh, making their own felt. That is so much more than only a two-day course. So the COVID period was a very good period for you in which you yeah. thought about life yeah. and came yeah. up with this fantastic yeah. project. Yeah. Um, for anybody interested in your academy, how did they... Where, where can they find more information? How did they get hold of you? Do you have a website? Yes, yes, we do have a website and it's all in English because, uh, well, everybody can read English. It's or my name, perryrutjes.com or dutchhatacademy.com and then you will find everything in English, short courses, long courses, uh, how it works, uh, working with feathers, making your own silk flowers. Uh, so it's not only millinery people but perhaps also people from the fashion industry or uh, interior designers because they want to learn how to make the silk flowers from perhaps leftovers from the cushions or whatever or the curtains now yeah it's enormous it's fun so you're busy with the hat makers or the milliners yeah. of the future yeah well indeed Wonderful, passing on your skills and it will probably be reflected in our parliament for years to come. Thank you very much for joining us on Dutch Buzz. Dutch Buzz for news, views and interviews that focus on the city of The Hague.